0: investment for climate neutrality in Africa. This and more in this episode. Good morning Africa and welcome aboard your Pulse and Everything Business in Africa. I am Rither Dong. For more follow us on Twitter at the K Financial and you can find me at Rithadong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. For Africa to achieve climate neutrality, massive capital investment must be made. Dion Fori, Senior Economist with Oxford Economics, returns to elaborate the extent of capital needed to get countries to the point of climate neutrality.
1: The worldwide drive toward carbon neutrality will help to limit temperature increases in Africa where a hotter climate already weakens economic growth and development. The transition to net zero also entails major prospects for investments into low-carbon mitigation and adaptation infrastructure in Africa. Let's briefly consider this. African energy sectors are ripe and eager for investment, not only to lower greenhouse gas emissions and power-accelerated industrial development, but also to eliminate stark energy poverty and an inordinate reliance on the pollutive burning of traditional biomass, which we will consider in a moment. The investment opportunities on the continent span the entire energy and electricity landscape, from cleaner fuels production and electrical power generation to grid infrastructure, energy storage and efficiency measures. Africa's renewable energy potential is enormous, while it also has vast deposits of key minerals required to produce the technologies that will help the world transition more environmentally sustainable economies. Around 40% of global solar irradiation potential gleams across the continent. However, estimates of Africa's energy investment needs vary widely depending on the timeframe, assumptions, countries, sectors, and technologies considered. For example, the International Energy Agency's latest African Energy Outlook report suggests that up to 5.9% of GDP is needed per year 2030 to provide universal access to modern energy services. Energy sector capital estimates also depend on country-specific circumstances, levels of development, natural resource endowments, technology costs, and the effectiveness of policies. To demonstrate the relative investment need, we apply the IEA's assumption that $2.7 trillion is required per annum in the global energy sector to realize a net zero future, which translates to about 1.5% of GDP. Nigeria could require $9.7 billion on average per year to realize a net zero carbon emissions pathway by 2050, while South Africa needs around $6.6 billion per year to shift away from its coal-fired energy system. The energy sector investment needs of the other countries are comparatively smaller, but remain large and grow more robustly after 2050. The fiscal positions of most African governments limit their ability to fund the shift to net zero emissions on their own, Many countries face huge public debt burdens with insufficient fiscal leeway to finance large-scale capital investments. It is also challenging for these countries to raise finance at affordable rates without further compromising their debt burdens. Consequently, government investment has generally lacked domestic-private fixed investment as can be seen in the figure. Public funds do however have a critical role in de-risking projects and mobilising private capital, as well as to attract low-cost funding from development partners. To mobilize the requisite capital, it is imperative for countries to have clear investment frameworks, policy certainty, and credible mitigation plans, while offering sufficient incentives for private investment. At the same time, it is vital that climate mitigation plans are pragmatic to ensure that the structural shift to environmentally sustainable energy systems do not compromise energy security and affordability, along with much-needed socio-economic development. Climate change is a global phenomenon that has been aggravated by the historic carbon-intensive industrialization of mostly advanced economies. African countries need significant international financial and technical support if they are to progress to low-carbon economies and supply the world with key transition material.
0: A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Ghana's ruling lawmakers today called for the sacking of the country's finance minister, adding pressure on the government to deal with record inflation. President Nana Akufo-Addo has come under fire as Ghanaians face 37% inflation and the collapse of their currency, the city, in an economic hardship worsened by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Finance Minister Ken Oforiata has just returned from Washington, where he is in talks with the IMF to secure a $3 billion, a three billion loan. In addition to Mr. Oforiata, a majority of parliamentarians from Mr. Ado's new patriotic party have called for the dismissal of another financial officer, the parliamentary group's spokesperson, Andy Apia Kubo told reporters that the president must immediately fire the two officials to restore hope to the financial sector and reverse the downward trend in the growth of the Ghanaian economy. The Capital Markets Authority of Kenya has spelt out new crowdfunding regulations aimed at taming risks such as fraud, doubtful returns and vulnerability to hacker attacks. All existing investment-based crowdfunding platforms will now be required to comply with the regulations within a year of the commencement date. The regulator announced the Gazettement of the Capital Markets Investment-Based Crowdfunding Regulations 2022 today. Crowdfunding is a collection of funds from the population, that is the crowd, through a technology platform and comprised of three parties, the issuer or the fundraiser, a legal entity, and the investor who's the donor of the funds. The other party is a crowdfunding technology platform operator, which facilitates interaction between users and investors. In exchange for their financial support, investors may receive different tangible or intangible returns, depending on the crowdfunding model. crude futures rebounded to around $94 per barrel, bouncing off their daily lows of ninety-one point seven dollars Dollars per barrel as a sharp depreciation of the dollar and tight global supply sparked some dip buying. OPEC and its allies, including Russia, agreed to cut production by two million barrels per day in November, the most significant curb since the start of the pandemic. While speculation grows that the oil cartel will further intervene in markets to shore up prices, Saudi Energy. Minister Prince Abdulaziz bin Salam warned that using emergency inventories to manipulate markets may be painful in months ahead. A looming European Union ban on Russian crude also exacerbated concerns about tight supplies. However, fundamentals in the oil complex continue to be clouded by lingering worries about a global recession and weak oil demands. And a quick look at the markets. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index was trading higher at around 65000 408 on Tuesday after two straight sessions of losses, mainly supported by a recovery in tech talks. Meanwhile, investors continue to monitor the ongoing earnings seasons and expectations of slow rate hikes by major central banks. Locally, Kosatu has raised its demand from 6.5 to 10% increase in the public service wage talks after public service and administration minister Thulani zexi invoked Section 5 of the Public Service Act to apply a 3% hike unilaterally. On the data front, the composite-leading business cycle indicator in South Africa declined for the second consecutive month in August. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of The K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is thekfinancial.com, and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial, and you can find me at Dong.